This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today is Thursday, March 9th, 2023. Former CDC director says COVID came from a lab and it was created through gain-of-function research that Dr. Fauci funded. Bombshell of the century. House GOP holds hearings on Biden's failed Afghanistan pullout and the Twitter files. We'll cover all of it. And Julie Kelly joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. You don't want to miss a second of the insane action that is happening in Congress right now. You want to be able to watch hearings. You want to be able to see the tweets. You want to be able to see the news. You want to be able to watch this show. You need cell phone coverage that is dependable. You need cell phone coverage that works no matter where you are. That's why I'm proud to to partner with Patriot Mobile. When we were in East Palestine, Ohio, three weeks ago, it was a very tough place to get cell phone service. The entire infrastructure of the town is essentially be torn apart, and my cell phone worked great. That's because I use Patriot Mobile, ladies and gentlemen. Patriot Mobile has incredible service on all three major networks. They are not a woke corporation, just like most cell phone companies. They are America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offering broad nationwide support on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that is fighting to preserve your God-given rights and freedoms, unlike Dr. Fauci. Plus, they don't just offer you great service for consumers. They have great service for businesses. That's why The Benny Show uses Patriot Mobile. So go to patriotmobile.com backslash Benny and get their 100% US-based customer service team on your side. Get free activation today with the offer code Benny, B-E-N-N-Y. PatriotMobile.com backslash Benny. Make the switch today. Ladies and gentlemen, some people are switching or flipping, let's just say, on Dr. Fauci. The gig's up. The narrative's over. You are now officially destroyed. Dr. Fauci's career is now officially over. Now Dr. Fauci should be sweating and hitting the bricks and wondering, ladies and gentlemen, if he is going to prison for what he's done. Dr. Fauci is the largest criminal known to man. Dr. Fauci was accessory to the murder of 7.7 million people. Dr. Fauci... The only place good enough for him is a jail cell inside of Guantanamo Bay. And now we know, ladies and gentlemen, that Dr. Fauci officially funded and created the COVID-19 virus using gain-of-function research in Wuhan, China. Ladies and gentlemen, his own CDC director, his boss, is testifying against him in Congress and bringing receipts, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to bring it, the entire diseased house down today on The Benny Show. First, the breaking news. Has gain of function stopped a pandemic, to, in your opinion? No, on the contrary, I think it probably caused the greatest pandemic our world has seen. Former director of the Centers for Disease Control, Dr. Robert Redfield, giving a damaging and damning assessment of gain-of-function research at a House hearing on COVID origins. Redfield says he absolutely believes the Wuhan Institute of Virology used that method in its lab. Ladies and gentlemen, what you are seeing is the greatest backstab betrayal <laughs> in, in history and could have happened to a worse person, actually. Dr. Fauci is the worst person living today. Dr. Fauci, again, accessory to murder for 7 million people around the globe. I'm going to show you a photo right now, and I'm going to explain to you a little bit about spike proteins. Now, I don't consider myself a lauded scientist. I did study organic chemistry in college. Um, I did take a lot of science courses, did well on them, but that's not what I do professionally. The scientific method has been very helpful to me in growing a large social media presence and doing this show. We, we, we learn trial and error. You learn the scientific method. You work through problems. You are able to fail a lot. And you're able to try lots of new things and you're not scared of failure. And so I'm actually happy that I have a scientific background uh, on this show. And when I show you the COVID-19 virus, and I can't show you direct molecular uh, sequencing of the original COVID-19 because it, all those were destroyed. 
by the Chinese government with the help of Dr. Fauci and the air cover that Dr. Fauci gave them by declaring that COVID was of natural origins. But I want you to look at this famous image of the COVID-19 virus, and I want to explain it for you in just, just like take a moment to explain it to you what the red nodules are here. These red nodules are the spike proteins. Those spike proteins are the way that this virus gets into the bloodstream. These are the way that the virus enters the body. Those proteins are really important because this virus has the backbone of a coronavirus that comes from a natural place, bats. But how the hell would a bat coronavirus communicate with the human body? It doesn't work. The proteins aren't correct. You have to have very specific proteins inside of those little red nodules there on screen to enter, open up, and infect a human being. This is why the world, which is filled with bugs and viruses and things that can make you really sick, uh, you don't get that sick. Your dog, for instance, has a bunch of bacteria and a bunch of stuff that could really cause harm to you. But guess what? It doesn't have the spike proteins with very specific proteins inside of those capsules. Very, I mean, you're talking like you have to have one out of a billion in order to open that virus up and to make it communicate with human beings. This is how we know that COVID-19 was manufactured, was created inside of a lab, because this bat coronavirus has the very specific human proteins that had to be added, could not possibly be made in nature, could not have possibly come from a natural origin based on its molecular build. These things were added, and they were added by Dr. Fauci through gain-of-function research. Now, we know, for instance, that Dr. Fauci funded gain-of-function research. We can show you the Intercept article here. This goes through in details the millions of dollars that Dr. Fauci poured into Chinese virologists and Chinese military operations, which is what this Wuhan Institute of Virology is a military operation in China, in case you're wondering if Dr. Fauci does deserve a traitor's trial. Dr. Fauci poured millions of dollars into teaching them how to do gain-of-function research. He coordinated with them into how to make these viruses deadly. More evidence, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Fauci argued in a 2012 paper that gain-of-function research was important, meaning taking these viruses and adding human proteins to them so that they can come in and kill you. He argued in a paper in 2012 that these functions were important and that a pandemic would be worth it. It was worth the risk, Dr. Fauci argued in his paper. Dr. Fauci loved gain-of-function research. Dr. Fauci had to be shut down by Barack Obama to not do gain-of-function research. Can you believe that? Barack Obama had to end gain-of-function research because Dr. Fauci's cravenly rat hissing and going after the cheese. Doc, Barack Obama had to shut the guy down and end gain-of-function research. But that had, ladies and gentlemen, a sunset clause on it. And then as soon as that clause was over, Dr. Fauci went and immediately started pouring millions of dollars of funding into gain-of-function research once more. This man is obsessed with creating a more unsafe world. This man is obsessed with destroying your life and my life. He is an evil doctor, and now the other scientists are turning on him. The CDC director, Robert Redfield, a man who has MIT and Harvard in his long, illustrious career. He has a doctorate of medicine, he is a veteran. This man has been doing the work of public health administration for his entire career, went before Congress yesterday, the Coronavirus Pandemic Committee, and he took Dr. Fauci in his little rat lab coat and he chucked him directly under the bus when asked specifically about gain-of-function research, Rob Redfield CDC director, former CDC director, had this to say about Dr. Fauci and his evil research making the COVID-19 virus deadly and infectable to humans. Watch. 
This pandemic did not start in January at the seafood market. We now know there was infections all the way back into September. This was a narrative that was decided that they were going to say this came from the wet market and they were going to do everything they could to support it to negate any discussion about the possibility that this came from a laboratory. i got 20 seconds left. Dr. Fauci was affirmatively told in, told in an email that uh, NIAID had a monetary relationship with the Wuhan uh, Institute through uh, EcoHealth Alliance. He he was told this in January 27th of 2020. Do you think that Dr. Fauci intentionally lied under oath to Senator Paul when he vehemently denied NIH's funding of gain-of-function research? I think there's no doubt that NIH was funding gain-of-function research. Is it likely that American tax dollars funded the gain-of-function research that created this virus? I think it did, not only from NIH, but from the State Department, USAID, and from DOD. I'm out of time. Thank you very much. Rat caught in a trap, Dr. Fauci put directly on blast by Rob Redfield saying, yes, Dr. Fauci lied. And we've played you this clip. It has been ubiquitous on our show. We have played you the shaking hand clip. Tell you what, man, doesn't matter how tough you think you are. You got to tell. I got to tell. We're all human beings. And ladies and gentlemen, when you are under extreme pressure, your body does things. You might poop your pants if you're Joe Biden. You may fall down the stairs. You may piss your pants. Some people shake. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the autonomous nervous system taking place, taking action. You shake because your body doesn't know what to do because it's under extreme pressure. And so that's why people quiver and shake when they are put under the gun, when they're nervous when they know that someone is over the target, when they know that the questions that they are being asked means the end of their career. This is what happened when a real doctor, Dr. Rand Paul, asked Dr. Fauci about his gain of function research. The man has done 100,000 hours on your television screen of interviews, and you've never once seen him shake. Watch him shake now. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result are. No in SARS-CoV-2. the pandemic. We're saying they are gain-of-function viruses because they were they're animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you admit the truth. And you implying... Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come... You ever seen him? You ever seen that? From Dr. Fauci, you ever seen it? You don't know. You don't know why he's shaking. And now we finally see the full picture. Rob Redfield was asked by the great MTG yesterday about Dr. Fauci and about his funding of gain-of-function research and the creation of the code virus. This is, without question, the most brutal curb stomping I've ever seen of a member of the medical establishment to another member of the government medical establishment. Uh, my jaw was on the floor. We tweeted this and it got like 7 million views. Here is the clip yesterday of Rob Redfield, CDC director, former, saying Dr. Fauci also belongs in prison. He's a criminal. Watch. Dr. Redfield, did you agree in your opinion with Dr. Anderson's assessment at the time that this virus did look engineered? I was concerned because of uh, the presence of the furin cleavage site that we've talked about. And I think it's important to understand what that cleavage site does. Uh, that cleavage site totally changes the orientation of the binding domain of COVID. So it now, which could not see the ACE2 receptor, which is the human receptor, it totally changes the orientation now. So it has high affinity for a human receptor. So that furin cleavocyte bothered me. It didn't seem that it belonged there. And then when you look at the sequences that it used, and it's beyond the committee, but I know many of you have looked into it, the sequences that they used in those 12 nucleotides for arginine were the arginine sequences, nucleotide triplet, that coded for the human arginine. So why did this virus have the arginine sequences for human there, not bat. It was very disconcerting to me. It looked like this virus was engineered.
Was this uh, what you're observing and speaking of? Is this something that would be in line with gain of function research and the and the capabilities it would provide to right. the virus? Yeah, I mean, basically, this lab published in 2014 that they accomplished in this uh, allowing the coronaviruses that they were working with in the lab to bind to the H2 receptor in humanized mice. And the only way they did that was by reorienting the binding domain. Human arginine was found in COVID. What the hell is that about? You heard the doctor there say it. They use the backbone of a bat coronavirus. The reason why is because coronaviruses exist inside of bats naturally. Bats don't get sick. We don't know why, but bats are just natural wells of coronavirus. So they go up into these high caves where these horseshoe bats, that's the specific breed of the bat, they go up in these high caves, they grab those horseshoe bats out of these caves. They live way up in these caves in southeastern China, far away from human beings. They grab those bats down. They yank them back to Wuhan. They open those bats up. They rip out the naturally occurring coronaviruses inside of those bats. And then they add human arginine, human proteins onto the bat coronavirus. And that's how you get COVID right there on your screen. That's what those red dots are. Now you're educated. Now you know. That's what Dr. Fauci funded. That's what Dr. Fauci did. And the reason why was because those little red dots on the COVID, that allows it to infect your body and make you sick and maybe kill you. Do you now know that Dr. Fauci is the biggest criminal of all time? A lot of people know. They saw that clip on Twitter. We posted that clip on Twitter. What's it at? Um, 60,000 likes, 20,000 retweets, 4 million views. We are breaking the narrative. We're busting the narrative here. And Dr. Fauci knows that this is, of course, the criminal act of the century, which is why he immediately worked to discredit the lab leak theory and then manipulated other scientists into writing a paper to cover his rat ass. Watch. In emails following the conference call, four of the 11 scientists told Fauci that they all found the genetic sequence inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory, basically what you're saying. However, just three days later, these four scientists had drafted a paper arguing the exact opposite, and that's now the infamous proximal origin of SARS-CoV-2. Our investigations show this paper was prompted by Dr. Fauci, among others, with a goal to disprove the lab leak theory. What is the likelihood that these scientists came across additional information just three days after making these statements to conclude with such certainty that COVID-19 came from nature instead of the lab leak that they thought it was three days earlier? Yeah, I think it's unfortunate. Again, I've said this before, that this whole approach that was taken on February 1st And subsequently, in the month of February, if you really want to be truthful, it's antithetical to science. Thank you. Science has debate, and they squashed any debate. Dr. Fauci is antithetical to science. You heard it there from his own CDC director, from somebody who is higher on the org chart than Dr. Fauci. Of course, the great Jim Jordan, following the money, as he does, talking about how Dr. Fauci used your taxpayer dollars as bribe money— Two scientists who were on to him because the initial call, and we know this because of Fauci's emails have been released, the initial call of scientists, all the scientists went to Dr. Fauci and said, wait, what the hell? This thing is created. This isn't a naturally occurring virus, obviously. It has human algernon. Can't remember what the protein was called. (laughs) It has human proteins on it. So it's not created in nature. No, like humans didn't have sex with a bat and create this thing. Not even in China. And then Dr. Fauci got out the checkbook and started taking your taxpayer dollars and bribing those scientists. And Jim Jordan asked him about those bribes. And man, is this, is this the point, ladies and gentlemen? Dr. Fauci using your taxpayer dollars in order to cover his own ass because he created a mutant virus that infected the world. Go. You have to ask if there were other, uh, other kinds of influence uh, available. <clears throat> now, it is true that, that um, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Farry in London were very powerful research officials, and between them, they controlled... I read, I read your testimony. I saw okay. that. Yeah. So... Why don't you cut to the chase and tell them what you really think was the reason? <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know what, what the reason was. I, do, I know what it was. I, go well, ahead. no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you say it because I read your testimony. I think you, you said it in your testimony, too. Maybe you're reluctant <laughs> to say it here, but go ahead. Well, if you're looking at the timeline on um, May 21st, um, just uh, a few weeks after the Nature, Medi uh, the, the Nature Medicine article had come out, uh, two of the signatories of the original email to uh, Dr. Fauci, that, that's Dr. Anderson and Dr. Gary, were uh, awarded a $9 million grant for the... So there's $9 million reasons why they changed their mind. I knew you'd get to it. I read that last night. Three months after, so three days after they say it came from a lab, they changed their position in the only intervening events, a conference call with Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins. Again, a call that Mr. Redfield was not allowed to be on, the head of CDC and on the coronavirus task force. And then three months later, shazam, they get nine million bucks from Dr. Fauci. Well, isn't that something? Isn't that something? That's why we want to talk to these guys. That's why Chairman Winstrom wants to bring in Dr. Anderson and Dr. Gary and ask them a series of questions so we can get to the bottom of this. We're big fans of Jim Jordan on this program. We will be bringing you Jim Jordan live tomorrow. We're very excited about it. Jim Jordan will be on this program tomorrow. We'll be asking him about this. But it is true that Jim Jordan is not the number one voice against Dr. Fauci on Capitol Hill, that award goes to Rand Paul. Nobody has done better than Rand Paul on questioning Fauci, and Rand Paul now knows that he is over the target. He has blood in the water, and Rand Paul, who's the good doctor, going after Dr. Fauci, who's the bad doctor, uh, is saying, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for criminal charges against this man. Watch. Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins and others orchestrated a cover-up. There's emails between Dr. Collins and Dr. Fauci in which Dr. Collins says this wouldn't be good for China. This wouldn't be good for science, meaning that it wouldn't be good for the business of science, for the money that changes hands. There's so much going on here. And when the American public finally find out, I mean, there's going to be such dissatisfaction in this country like you can't believe. For example, we know that the NIH gave money to American universities who then gave it to military researchers. These are researchers with the title of general and colonel in the People's Liberation Army. Our universities gave NIH money to them to do military research. This is a real problem. When the truth gets out there, when this is finally declassified, it's going to be explosive. What has Rand Paul seen that we have yet to see? And we thought that yesterday was explosive. It melted our faces off. I mean, we were talking multi-millions of views on content against Fauci yesterday. What has Rand Paul seen that we haven't seen? He says when the American public see this declassified, it's going to be explosive. It's going to change everything. Well, we're here for it. We are here for it. And if there's ever a moment where we could bring you a John Kennedy quote, we will. John Kennedy has been very, very good uh, spanking Dr. Fauci, like the bad little boy uh, that he is. And John Kennedy, just our favorite senator from Louisiana, had this uh, wise Southern wisdom to say about the silver-tongued snake, Dr. Fauci. Well, sunlight is an extraordinarily effective antiseptic. Um, look, I know Dr. Fauci. He's a smart man. He has a silver tongue. Um, he enjoys doing media interviews. But his behavior and lack of candor during the, the epidemic has um, undermined almost immeasurably the institution of science and public health. And no one knows who to believe anymore. And I think it's incumbent on Dr. Fauci and his colleagues who participated with him to go in front of the American people and, and tell them the truth and tell them why they said what they said in, in light of the evidence that they had that they did not share with the American people. And this, that's not a political statement. That's a fact. People need to believe in science. People need to believe in public health. And when you've been through what we've been through, um, I just think Dr. Fauci and his team have hurt both. So what does Dr. Fauci inspire? He inspires both sides to come together. 
I am not of the opinion that Elon Musk is a MAGA Republican. I really don't think that. But nobody has been harsher against Dr. Fauci publicly than Elon Musk. Elon Musk has been a large advocate for the lab leak. It is no longer a theory. It is the lab leak fact. Elon Musk, his most perhaps his most liked tweet ever was to prosecute Dr. Fauci. My pronouns are prosecute Fauci, 1.27 million likes. Truth resonates, Elon Musk says. 188,000 retweets. Even ALX will tell you that. that that's, a, that's a bomb of a tweet, Elon. That's a, that's a big tweet. And Elon Musk called COVID a bioweapon. Gain of function is, in context, just another way to say bioweapon. Good nuggets in this article. Important to note that Fauci authored the 2012 paper arguing for gain-of-function research. Obama put it on pause. Fauci restarted it. This is Dr. Fauci argued the benefits of gain-of-function research outstripped the risks, saying it was worth a pandemic in order to get my hands into every single person's body. And then what happened? Vaccine mandates. Ladies and gentlemen, these people are truly, truly the banality of evil. They don't care about you. They don't care what this did to your family or your job or your paycheck or the American dollar. They don't care what it did to President Trump. They don't care what it did to the 7 million corpses that are laying around. If you believe their official numbers, ladies and gentlemen, this is truly evil. Dr. Fauci is the most evil person in our lifetime. And Elon Musk agrees. And Elon Musk is a way smarter guy than me. Elon Musk is like an actual scientist and engineer, and uh, he knows these things way better than I do, but it's plain for someone like me or someone like super genius Elon Musk to see Dr. Fauci created COVID in a lab, and now his own scientists are saying it. There you go. Boom, shaka, laka. Elon Musk is on Twitter and on Capitol Hill right now. He's not personally on Capitol Hill. We might be taking that live. But what's going on live is questioning of the people that Elon Musk fired. There is a new Twitter file that has dropped right now. It is really alarming. It shows the censorship regime inside of the government. Matt Taibbi will be testifying uh, about these findings. The Twitter files that just dropped here, we'll toss them on screen for you. Um, We'll probably do a, a another show on these. I mean, they dropped literally less than an hour ago. But you can see here what Matt Taibbi just reported out, which is the censorship regime industrial complex. Scrolling down to the next tweet, you can see that this is about censoring. Monitor all tweets coming from Trump's personal accounts, Biden's personal accounts. When Twitter files reported were given access to the internal documents last year, we first focused on the company, which at time acted like a power above the government. That's right. Twitter censoring government officials. But Twitter was more like a partner to the government. With other tech firms, it held regular industry meetings with the FBI and DHS and developed a formal system for receiving thousands of content reports from every corner of the government, HHS, Treasury, NSA, even local police. The tweet thread goes on and on, and it demonstrates the singularity between social media and our federal government. Our federal government that is, of course, sworn to uphold our First Amendment rights, utilizing the back doors of social media companies in order to censor us and to silence us and to get rid of information. And that's what the Twitter thread goes on to show you. Real information, accurate information, like the lab leak, that is inconvenient for people like Dr. Fauci. So right now on Capitol Hill, the censors of Twitter, Vijay Agade and Yoel Roth are back in the hot seat and they are getting decimated by Jim Jordan. And I love this because public humiliation, public shaming and ripping these people out of the darkness and putting them under the hot lights of Congress is what you should do to prevent this from happening in the future, along with legislation. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our Go Woke, Go Broke for the day. In September of 2020, a government-funded think tank gets involved. They do a tabletop exercise. The participants include the New York Times, the Washington Post, and other mainstream media outlets. Facebook is there. Mr. Roth of Twitter is there. The organizer was the former CEO of NPR and the former head of news at Twitter. The mock exercise is hosted 
by the Aspen Institute. The Aspen Institute, which, by the way, in 2020, their budget was $9.3 million, $5 million from the State Department, $4 million from USAID, almost all their budget. Guess the title. Guess the title of this exercise. The Aspen Digital Hack and Dump Working Group. And guess who the subject was? Guess who the subject was? Hunter Biden. That's amazing. Jim Jordan is being a bulldog against Twitter and is getting, I think, some real results here. We'll see if it turns into legislation. That's how you would actually create real results. Otherwise, it's all just pantomime. And I've been told, of course, by our ALX, ALX the Great, ALX the Lord, that the clip I saw was old of Yoel Roth. It's actually Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger who are testifying before Congress right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, there has been a apoplectic meltdown. Democrats have no power in the House, and so all they can do is be uh, pantomime, clownish figures. And there has been a meltdown by Dell Stacy Plaskett. She's a Democrat. Uh, she's somehow the ranking member here on this committee, uh, and she like completely lost it because <laughs> they want to protect government censorship. I mean, that's why the goal is to kick you offline in this show and everyone else. And so the best they can do is send out the drama queen alert. Um, watch the meltdown. These people are pathetic. Mr. Chairman, I'm not exaggerating when when I say that you have called before you two witnesses who pose a direct threat to people who oppose them. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's funny when people have to go through that. Crazy exactly. This is unacceptable. I'm ready for it. I don't know if a lot of other people are. But just as it was unacceptable for Kevin McCarthy to provide 41,000 hours of sensitive security footage to a biased talking head in an effort to rewrite what happened on January 6th. This is a new Republican playbook, apparently. Mr. Risk Chairman. American safety and security to score political points. The gentlelady's we words should be struck. We do not accuse witnesses of threatening others. That is out of line and I'm outside the rules of this committee. I'm not down that, and I can have an You don't get to determine what what's struck witnesses. down. Well, you, do, you, you do get an opening statement, and it, it's and about, so let it's me about over. The committee will suspend. We know this is because at the first hearing, the chairman claimed that big government and big tech colluded to shape and mold the narrative and suppress information and censor Americans. This is a false narrative. We're engaging in false narratives here, and we are going to tell the truth. Oh, man, Democrats are big mad. They are big mad right now about what's going on with Tucker Carlson and January 6th and the lies that are being revealed Ladies and gentlemen, they are big mad and they are furious because, well, because they are the ones that have been propagating the lies about January 6th. It has been utterly decimated, the diseased temple that they built around lie after lie after lie in these narratives have been completely and totally obliterated this week by Tucker Carlson. Whoopi Goldberg is having a absolute meltdown saying that Fox News should be investigated by the Department of Justice for recruiting domestic terrorists. Ooh, man, this is great. <laughs> I love it. So the same people that watched the real insurrection in May 2020 when Antifa and BLM attacked the White House and injured 120 cops and Secret Service agents, the same people who cheered that on as they burned churches, tore down statues, wrecked our nation's capital, those same goblins are now saying that Fox News is creating domestic terrorists. Whew, man, it is some nuclear cringe, and this is our nuclear cringe clip of the day. Whoopi Goldberg, take it away. I have a, I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. How come 
this is not thought of as being recruiting. How come they're not thinking about like this as radicalizing? Why isn't why why is this not being scrutinized the way that they scrutinize other yeah. uh, well, things? It, because to me, this is this should be against the law. You should not be able yeah. to lay to lie to the American knowingly. Whoopi, you, you just said something I don't think I've ever heard on no, rarely about about domestic terrorism. Yes. Because you had the FBI director, Chris Ray, say the number one threat to our country, mm-hmm. to the survival of our democracy, is domestic terrorists. How do you recruit domestic terrorists? How do you do that? Misinformation, yep. having these kinds of rallies, saying these things yeah, in these substacks. Yeah. And someone with Tucker Carlson, you would know better than I do, how many millions and millions of viewers? We get the most million yeah. on this show. That's a lot. He's the I'm most really watched man in cable He gets news. more than that. <laughs> I love watching them admit that Tucker Carlson gets more viewers than The View. Oh, it's delicious. Their tears, they taste like mint chocolate chip ice cream. They are so, so sweet and also salty. A couple of things here. One, Kamala Harris straight up asked people to donate to a bail fund to get murderers and rapists out of jail. The people who burn down all of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Kamala Harris was a recruiter for domestic terrorists, real domestic terrorists that are still ongoing. They're still burning down Atlanta. 23 people arrested and charged with domestic terrorism this week in Antifa. Ladies and gentlemen, not only did they recruit domestic terrorists, they funded them. Kamala Harris's tweet is still up. Kamala Harris's tweet demanding that you help the bail funds for rapists and murderers so that they can rape and murder further throughout the streets of Minneapolis and the country is still up. When BLM murdered David Dorn, a police officer in St. Louis, nobody shed a tear. Nobody even tweeted about it. Everyone looked the other way. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's complicity. And I love them whining and bitching about ratings, somebody who is absolutely in the bottom of the dumpster pail, dumpster fire ratings is Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper was uh, muling about this yesterday on his show saying that Tucker Carlson would have wet his pants during January 6th. Oh, okay. Got it. Take it away, Anderson. You know, I mean, the idea of Tucker Carlson being in that mob that day and not wetting his pants is hard to imagine. I mean, th- th- I, I find it hard to understand somebody who has never put himself in harm's way in, in any capacity for anyone else, uh, or on reporting a story, um, and yet has the audacity to try to rewrite history. I mean, that, that's what this is. It, it is an attempt to rewrite history on what is one of the most consequential you know, certainly one of the biggest events in American democracy. So Tucker Carlson went to Iraq, the beginning of the Iraq war. There are these completely based photos of Tucker Carlson holding an AK-47, I believe, standing there inside of the war zone in Iraq. I mean, I know that Anderson Cooper likes to stand in water waders. What's that? What's that funny meme? That like hilarious photo of Anderson Cooper trying to show that the water's really high and his cameraman standing on dry land. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got it, Anderson. Real tough guy. Uh, and it really is smacking of just extreme jealousy here by the corporate press that Tucker Carlson got this exclusive and they didn't. And now, well, now they thought the cake was baked. Now they've had their entire birthday wrecked. Because this footage is there forever and it's been memed and it's now part of the zeitgeist and their narrative is just utterly collapsed. So thoroughly has the narrative collapsed that Chuck Schumer got trolled by Elon Musk with a meme of January 6th peaceful protesters wandering peacefully through the Capitol. We'll show you the the tweet right here. Chuck Schumer screaming, first time in my lifetime, that a leader of a major party inside of one of the chambers of Congress openly desecrating and defiling the First Amendment, demanding that somebody get censored. But Chuck Schumer went on Twitter and complained and whined that 
Speaker McCarthy has yet to gavel in for yes to three months, but he shared January 6th footage with Fox News. It's it's a Congress to spread Trump's big lie. Okay, so the big lie is that there was a deadly insurrection. That's the big lie. Democrats created the big lie. Rule number one. Rule number two, Chuck Schumer sounds exactly like the Penguin out of Batman. He looks like the Penguin out of Batman. He should be cast as the Penguin out of Batman. Elon Musk casting him in a absolutely dank meme here, tweeting, do you want us to remove this video? <laughs> Scroll down. Let me see. This got 3,000 retweets. What did Elon Musk get? 35,000. <laughs> okay, so, so Chuck Schumer's mewling tweet got 3,000 retweets and Elon Musk's meme reply got 35,000 retweets. Tell me who's winning the narrative war here. Let's play the meme. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the U.S. Capitol building. If you've joined us today for the insurrection, please make sure you pick up a promotional leaflet on the way in, stay inside the safety cordons at all times, and if you get lost, speak to one of our Capitol Police officers, they'll be sure to point you in the right direction. And be sure to set aside a little time today to join us for some insurrection activities, including our photography tour, our fancy dress competition, and have a go on our climbing wall. But don't forget those safety ropes. And I've now received the results of our fancy dress competition. The winner today is Jacob Chansley. That's Mr. Jacob Chansley. If you could report to your nearest Capitol Police officer, they'll be sure to give you your prize, a guided tour of the building. And all that's left is for me to thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the insurrection. Wherever possible, please try to clean up after yourselves. Don't forget to visit the souvenir shop on the way out. And feel free to join us on the outdoor terrace for Nancy Pelosi's Insurrection Soiree. Grab yourself a light refreshment and enjoy the music of our very own Fancy Dress Competition winner. That ratioed Chuck Schumer via Elon Musk and Steven Voiceover, who's a spectacular meme maker, and you should follow him. This is what fake news looks like here with Anderson Cooper. <laughs> this is the image I'm talking about. Uh, this is fake news, ladies and gentlemen. Real news is our guest today, the great Julie Kelly from American Greatness. Julie, you never stand in uh, water and waders like that because you're, you're not fake news. You're real news. And you've been publishing the only real news on January 6th for a very, very, very long time. You've joined the show a couple of times as you were probably the singular person fighting in your profession for the release of these political prisoners and for the truth to come out. And now you are completely vindicated. So congratulations. Well, thank you, Benny. Thanks for having me on and thanks for helping to cover my work and get it to your audience over the past two years. Um, look, I, I appreciate the compliment, but I'm really more gratified on behalf of the January 6th defendants, near a thousand now and counting, by the way, whose lives have been destroyed by this lie, by the cover up, by the January 6th select committee, by what this Department of Justice is doing to these people. Jacob Chansley had covered his story since the spring of 2021. We obtained video that showed Jacob speaking with Capitol Police officers um, before he even entered any parts of the building. And one Capitol Police officer instructed him, look, we're not against what you're doing. You could peacefully protest. Just don't commit any violence. Don't do anything bad. They, they had numerous occasions where they could have arrested Jacob Chansley. Instead, they led him around probably opening the door to access the Senate chambers. It's not like Jacob Chansley is a senator and he knows how to get around this huge building. Yet nonetheless, he uh, spent 300 plus days in solitary confinement before the DOJ tormented a plea deal out of him. He pleaded guilty to obstruction of an official proceeding. There was no proceeding going on, as you could see. And he was sentenced to 41 months in prison. 
Um, so that is just the sad story, the sad backstory of, um, you know, what happened to to this innocent man. Do you believe that exculpatory evidence was withheld, that the Brady rule was violated and that Jacob Chansley should get a retrial? Oh, it absolutely was. I mean, his former lawyer, Albert Watkins, who I believe did not do a good job representing Jacob Chansley, um, talked him into taking this plea deal. He said on Tucker last night that he had not seen this video. I looked at the docket, Benny, and there were only four brief clips of surveillance video used in Jacob's sentencing memo. Two of them were outside. So you can simply see from Tucker's video, there are multiple clips of uh, a lot of footage of Jacob walking around. And so um, unfortunately, he didn't go to trial. Um, he did take this plea de deal. I think that his former attorney should face some consequences for what he did going along with the DOJ on this. And um, he has new representation. And I believe that um, this uh, plea deal, once you plead, you kind of give up your rights to appeal. Mm. But I think there's some legal recourse that's um, being pursued with his new attorney. So we saw you on Tucker a couple nights ago talking about this, and we saw this article in the Gateway Pundit uh, from this morning talking about the true villains being the district courts of Washington, D.C. Could you expound on that for us? With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Yes, these are the real villains. Um, I have been shocked. I'm not an attorney, um, but I've been shocked since I started listening. They used to allow you to listen to a lot of these hearings. They don't do that anymore, which is a shame. Every American should be able to call in and listen to these detention hearings and especially, more importantly, the trials that are going on. Um, these judges have acted as nothing more than a rubber stamp for this reckless, vengeful Department of Justice. And this includes Judge Royce Lambert, who sentenced Jacob to 41 months in jail, who denied his release, even though Jacob had no criminal record and, Benny, ordered a, uh, a mental health evaluation of Jacob Chansley in the summer of 2021. Nonetheless, keeping this man languishing in a cell 22 hours a day um, before, as I said, they tormented him into accepting a plea deal because DOJ wanted one of the faces of January 6th to plead guilty so they get all kinds of headlines and say, see, here's an insurrectionist. Um, he pleaded guilty and uh, he's going to jail. That's one example. Another one, Benny, that I'm covering today is Judge Tim Kelly. He's one of the worst offenders, I think. Completely incompetent judge who is letting this DOJ do whatever it wants, including now, uh, allowing an FBI agent who lied on the stand yesterday, concealed evidence in the Proud Boys trial, which included messages, Benny, where she, this FBI agent is talking with another agent about doctoring a report on uh, informants and disclosing that her boss wanted her to delete, destroy about 300 plus items of evidence. When the, when the defense started to question this FBI agent and expose her lies, Judge Kelly abruptly ended her testimony, dismissed the jury so they couldn't see what this FBI agent was doing, held a special hearing today, again outside of the eyes of the jury, um, and now is letting the government get away with saying that some of these messages that were hidden from defense that they found anyway um, is classified information and therefore should not be entered into evidence yet. This is the kind of clown show that's going on in Washington, D.C. It makes you think that the entire Washington, D.C., and as somebody who lived in Washington, D.C. for 15 years and saw the dysfunction, and I lived right near the prison, actually, where they kept a lot of these political prisoners, J6 mm -hmm. political prisoners, um, not at the time, actually, after January. I mean, I got out. Right. So now I'm in Florida, but I was there for so long and seeing the dysfunction, it makes you really want to rethink whether Washington, D.C. should have its own federal court system at all. 
whether there should be federal courts in Washington, D.C., or whether there should be some major action taken to sort of uproot uh, this cancer uh, that is clearly not constitutional because Washington, D.C. was never meant to have its own government and was never intended to be its own state. It was supposed to be just a place of government, and they carved out a chunk of Maryland and Virginia to do that. You are 100% right. Not only should D.C. not have its own criminal federal um, court system, it should not have a D.C. U.S. attorney's office. This is arguably the most powerful U.S. attorney's office in the country. And the only thing that this D.C. U.S. attorney's office has been doing for the past two years is using its unchecked, unaccountable um, authority against Donald Trump, his former advisors, his family, and now his voters. This is a Biden campaign advisor named Matthew Graves, who was appointed by Joe Biden, um, almost unanimously confirmed by the Senate, if you can believe it. Um, and he's doing nothing more than using his authority, legal authority, to punish Trump supporters. We also should not have a Washington FBI field office. We know from whistleblowers and Russiagate and everything else that's been going on there, that that office is hopelessly, irredeemably corrupt. That should be shut down as well. But to the larger point, Benny, what's most, and this does go back to the judges, every judge has denied every single change of venue motion in these cases. None of these trials should be happening in Washington, D.C., especially high profile cases like the Proud Boys that's going on right now. You had a huge conflict, not just in the most Democrat city in the country, but as the January 6th uh, Select Committee was conducting their nationwide televised performances, that really the only people who cared about this issue were the people in Washington, D.C. Yeah. You had those hearing, those um, televised performances going on, Benny, at the same time that jury selection was going on for these high-profile trials, and members of the January 6th Committee mentioning by name People who are on trial for their life, you have Congress's imprimatur already designating their guilt by their committee hearings and their report. This is so rigged. This is not anything that should be happening in America. And as people have said, if this were happening in another country, our State Department and, you know, the U.N. and all the civil rights and, and human rights organizations would be condemning it left and right. We've heard nothing about that. Not a peep. I. I you're right. I mean, it is completely – it's by design, and so D.C. is just simply a super state and a proxy of a government above our government in order to get them an extra vote, an extra court, an extra system in order to torture the American people, and now they're they're using this as a torture chamber. Uh, final question for you, Julie, since you have been so – I mean, I cannot encourage you enough to go follow Julie Kelly and follow her work. She has been the only person who has been speaking truth on this issue from the get. What – surprised or shocked you about Tucker's reporting this week? What might we still find out? What questions were left for you, for us? We were wondering, we wanted to hear more about uh, perhaps FBI informants inside of the audience. Uh, we didn't get much information on that. Uh, can you detail for us, were you surprised at Tucker's reporting? What do you think are the questions that remain unanswered? Um, I was surprised, especially the Jacob Chansley, but also the video of Brian Sicknick, the officer that everyone continues to claim died as a result of January 6th, including the attorney general who said that this week and the White House press secretary. It's a total lie. So seeing him walk around the inside of the building um, looking healthy, of course, he, he suffered a stroke later that night caused by blood clots near his brain sadly dying at the age of 42. So that surprised me too. I am hoping in the future to see more evidence, video of suspected agitators, uh, undercover or informants. We know for a fact that FBI informants were involved because we know this is coming out in trials. We know that there were multiple FBI informants run into the groups like the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers months before January 6th. Christopher Ray, the FBI, will not answer questions as to uh, FBI informants and their role. He stymies every single question about that. But the American people deserve to know 
Now, I know that Tucker said that they had questions about individuals who were opening doors, who were kind of luring people inside and outside the building, but because they couldn't identify those people, they decided probably wisely at this juncture not to air that footage. Um, but I am hoping that more media outlets will get access to it. I would like to see it. Um, but more importantly, at this stage, the defendants and their defense attorneys have a right to see all of the video that has been withheld from them, exculpatory evidence that has been ex uh, uh, withheld from them by this government and by House Democrats now for two years. Yeah. From your mouth to God's ears, I, this is just – my take on this is we're adults. Like clearly hooliganism was happening, and if you punch a cop, you should go to jail. If you're Antifa or if you're wearing a red hat, it doesn't matter to me. Like don't punch a cop. Like that seems pretty obvious uh, and, and, and germane to a civil society. But uh, the narratives have been so set against uh, these people as all rioters and as you – as I don't know if you saw the Elon Musk meme, but it's like it wasn't that. And now that the narrative is collapsing, uh, they're going to work really, really hard to try and save it. It's very pathetic. And we thank you for being the uh, breach, <laughs> for the breaching hammer to smash through <laughs> that door. Well, we thank you very much, Julie Kelly. Uh, thanks, and, Benny. and Godspeed. You too. Thanks. All right. We're adults. We can handle the truth. We're adults. We can handle it. Like, let us know what are the actual facts. Reveal all the tapes. M like, McCarthy, I'm telling you, like, let those tapes out onto the internet. Let people see them. We will discover more than any one producer at any one show ever could. Julie Kelly will discover more. We can handle it. Release all of the tapes, ladies and gentlemen. Release them all. Uh, Joe Biden hasn't been releasing all of his tapes or all of his information. Now more boxes of classified information have been found at Joe Biden's house. Nine more boxes of documents have been taken from the Boston office. You know, Boston office? Nine boxes of documents were taken from President Biden's attorney Patrick Moore's Boston office have yet been reviewed by the National Archives. Yikes. Okay. The National Archives had previously not publicly disclosed the number of boxes taken so apparently Joe Biden's attorney is hoovering up classified documents as well. What a disaster. Here's the news. The Fox News alert. We are learning that four more boxes of documents were seized. Nine more boxes of documents received from the office of Joe Biden's attorney up in Boston. According to the librarians who took the boxes, these boxes actually came from the Penn Biden Center. They were moved across state lines to Massachusetts before the search last November, the search that they kept secret until after the election. And now they're being held in a secure area at the JFK Presidential Library in Boston. We're told no one's opened the boxes yet, but all nine of the boxes moved from the Penn Biden Center before the search and have now been found. Hmm. Hmm. Very curious, very strange. Also very curious and strange, Mitch McConnell has fallen. Mitch McConnell hospitalized after fall during private dinner in D.C. Senate Minority Leader McConnell hospitalized after he fell Wednesday night. McConnell was attending a private dinner uh, at a hotel. His spokesman, uh, spokesman confirmed he's 81 years old. He was taken to the hospital after he fell. His injuries are unknown at the time. Uh, interesting little point here is that the... Uh, Fall for Mitch McConnell took place at the old Trump Hotel. So definitely Donald Trump has been a uh, a tripping stone for Mitch McConnell. That is for certain. Also very, very fascinating reporting this morning in The Federalist about Mitch McConnell and his family's deep and abiding ties to China. That's probably going to be worth a show sometime down the road. We think that's very, very important. You can't accuse Joe Biden of enriching himself off of China uh, when our own leader – leader in the Senate is doing the exact same thing. It's worth scrutiny on both sides. And we're going to be intellectually consistent on the show and honest. Uh, being intellectually honest, I guess, is something that Eric Adams is doing in New York. Democrat Eric Adams 
wraps Kamala Harris over migrant crisis. She has too much on her plate. Oh my, the dumpster is on fire inside of the Dem dumpster fire in what is going to be our ongoing segment called Democrat Dumpster Fire. Two, there needs to be a, an individual who is dedicated to do the decompression strategy for the federal government. Someone should be at these entry points, El Paso, Brownsville, uh, uh, Texas, and others to organize a real decompression strategy across the entire country. One person should we should be looking at. Uh, it is often stated that it's the role of the VP. That's too much in her portfolio to be focused on just doing that decompression strategy. If not, the decompression strategy can't be New York City. So New York is spending multi-millions on illegal criminal migrants because, of course, they have to house them because they're a sanctuary city. And, well, it's nice to call yourself that in theory and then very, very bad in practice, especially when the president opens up the borders and you are now dealing with hundreds of thousands of criminal migrants that can flow right into your city and you have to figure out what to do with them. And Eric Adams is freaking out. Eric Adams appeared to lash out at President Kamala Harris over the city's $4.2 billion migrant crisis, marking the first time that he's explicitly faulted President Biden's controversial border czar. Yikes. So things are not looking good in the Big Apple. We love it, though. We're big fans of this. These chickens were always going to come home to roost. You can't just let 5 million new people into the country. Where do you think they're going to go? They're typically not going to go to like the farmland, like a farmland area. They're going to go to big cities. And it's these big Democrat cities that are going to bear the brunt of the cost and the expense of these criminal migrants who, again, should not be here because they came here illegally and they broke our laws. That's their first act. So we, we love it. Fight. Fight. They are a mess. They are a mess. But if you look to something that is not a mess, if you wish for something that is not a mess in your life, if you wish to have something that is stable in your life and true, please do not look at the Democrat Party. Please don't look at the Republican Party either. There's a lot of people that are depressing there as well. Look to the good book. We end every show with a Bible verse. This book, this verse comes from Revelation. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. The victory is ours. These clowns don't actually run anything. They think they're in control. They think they run the world. They don't run anything. God is in control. And so keep your eyes set on that, and you will have peace. And that's important in times of chaos. Organize your life correctly. God, family, country. That's how we organize our lives here on this show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. See ya.